And so if you've been with us for the last few months, um, you, well, even last few years, at the beginning of every year, we go through our core values and just what we believe is essential for our life, and that is intimacy, identity, and inheritance. And so we talk about intimacy, of knowing Christ, of actually having an intimate relationship with him. And when we do that, then we begin to know who we are and we start to walk as sons and daughters of knowing our identity as his kids. And as his kids, we get his inheritance. What he wants to give us is his inheritance and we are co-heirs with Christ. And so we get that freely because he has adopted us. And uh, I love what Drew said a couple weeks ago. He said, as much as you walk in intimacy with the Lord is as much of the identity that you're going to get from him, and it's as much of the inheritance that you're going to walk in. So it's not that you have to get one, and then you can get the next one, and then you can get the next one, but it's all connected. So as much as you are digging into intimacy with the Lord, you're going to know even more about what your identity is. And as you walk in that identity, you're going to know even more about what your inheritance is, and you're going to step into it freely knowing that you are his kid, and it is yours for the taking. He has it for us here and now. It is not something that we have to wait for when we get to heaven. He freely gives it to us in this place right now. And that is very exciting. Drew started a conversation about spiritual gifts a couple of weeks ago. And as I've been praying and just saying, like, Lord, where are we going with inheritance? I really felt that he was telling me that we need to talk more about what the spiritual gifts are and what that looks like as we walk it out in our life. And my prayer this morning is that those who don't understand the gifts, that there would re- they would receive a revelation of understanding. They would understand what we're talking about when we say spiritual gifts. Because I think a lot of times people just shut off as soon as you hear spiritual gifts because there's been weirdness associated with it. And I'm going to tell you right now, like, I'm not for that anymore. Like, I'm done with the enemy ripping us off when it comes to us talking about spiritual gifts. We're going to talk about it. We're going to own it. We're going to know what God says and who the Holy Spirit is. And we're going to tell him he doesn't get to do that. So I'm praying that those that don't understand would have a revelation and they would understand. And for those that are uncomfortable with the gifts, I'm going to just pray that your heart would be engaged with the Father today that you wouldn't be uncomfortable, but there would be something that goes on in your heart that you would begin to want to grasp that. What is he talking about and who is the Holy Spirit? And for those that understand the gifts and even walk in the gifts, I'm praying for an even greater revelation and a greater passion for you, that you would even see things that you haven't seen yet, that you would get to know Holy Spirit in a deeper way today. He's got even more for you, even if you already are currently walking in the supernatural and walking in the gifts. We are living waters, and I'm I'm not sure if you know this, but we are a four-square church, and four-square is a spirit-filled church. So we move in the spirit here, okay? We were started by a woman, Amy Simple McPherson, back in the 20s. It came out of Azusa Street Revival. And she was spirit-filled, and God did mighty, mighty things through this woman. And I get to stand here. Oh, wow. That was, whew, felt that. 
I get to stand here as a woman called to preach the gospel. So it's because of her. Yeah. That was unexpected. Okay. He's just rocking me all morning. I'm like, okay, what's going on? First service, it, wasn't, it was a little rough for me, and I was like, I don't even know. And he, ever since then, it's just been so good. So thank you. So yes, we were started by Amy Simple McPherson, and I am so grateful for her just following the Holy Spirit, following the call in her life. And because of it, now we get to stand up here. I get to stand up here and preach and, and share what he's put on my heart. It says in Ephesians 1, 13 and 14, it says, And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked with him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. So when, when we talked about identity, we talked about how we were adopted. I, t- I talked to you a couple weeks ago about um, how a-, a lot of times we live with an orphan spirit. We may not really understand what it means to have a father, a heavenly father. But we, as we have come to know Jesus personally, accepted him into our hearts, we then are immediately adopted into his family, and we have a heavenly father, and we are no longer orphans. And what he gives us is he gives us the Holy Spirit immediately. Immediately you have the Holy Spirit, okay? But not only do you have the Holy Spirit, you have access to all the gifts that he wants to give you. The Holy Spirit is full of gifts. He wants to pour them out in our lives. He wants to use them in our lives. But the thing that I've seen as I've grown up in the church, and, you know, I saw a lot of weird stuff when I was growing up, and there was some stuff where I'm like, I don't even know if I want a Holy Spirit. I mean, it was just, there's weird stuff. And I'm probably not the only one in this room that has seen weird stuff or things handled inappropriately, right? But What I was thinking about as I've been hanging out with Holy Spirit is just that when we are not walking in the gifts, we are denying something that he has given to us freely. He has given us gifts. And there are so many people that know Jesus and they love Jesus and they have relationship with him and they're leading churches and it's amazing and God's doing stuff and people are getting saved. And that is great but they are missing out on an intricate part of who God is and what he wants to do through us, and that is the gifts of the Spirit. And a lot of times we just shut that off, and we're like, no, that is for biblical times, and that is good, I'm good, we're good, right? And that is not what the Holy Spirit wants. He gave them to us freely for here and now. But we need to figure out even what that means. What are the gifts of the Spirit? What do, they, what do they look like in our lives? What does that even mean? Because a lot of times we haven't seen it done correctly. And we may not understand, and so we shut it off, and we're like, you know, I'm actually good. I have a good relationship with the Lord. And you might, but I'm telling you, there is more. There is so much more. And so what we're going to do today is we are going to talk about what the gifts of the Spirit are. I was thinking about... Um, I just totally went off my notes there. I was thinking about how a lot of times, you know, like I said, uh, we, we've seen things done wrong. And 
it, it shuts us off. We, we, a lot of people, because I think that there, as many people in here are like, I walk in the gifts of the Spirit. I am totally walking the supernatural. I believe in it. Yes, amen, let's go. I think there are just as many people in here that are like, I don't even know. I'm not really sure. And I'm okay with that because we're going to talk about it. Because I think that we need to um, understand it all, like all of us need to understand it. We need to come together and say, this is the truth of who he is and what he has given us. But the thing is, humans have messed it up, right? There are humans that mess things up. When we get in the way of things, we can mess it up. And so some of you may have injuries from some things that have happened to you in your past. Maybe there are things that people have done to you that have not been okay. They have used the spirit in, an, in, like, in a wrong way, and you have been hurt. And so what you do is you want to just shut it off and be like, you know what, I'm okay. That was not fun. And so I'm going to stand here right now and stand in the gap for any of those people that have hurt you, and I'm going to ask for forgiveness. Because I think we need to forgive them and move past that. Because the enemy has held us back enough. He doesn't want us using the gifts because if we step into using all the gifts, it's going to impact this valley in a way that they've never experienced before. And so if the enemy can keep us hidden from that, you know, like I don't want to open up that, that gift. I don't, I don't know if I even trust that. If the enemy can keep us there, then he's winning and we're not going to let him win. Okay, so I am asking for forgiveness. If anyone has hurt you, please just, I, I ask for your forgiveness. And let's give them forgiveness, let's release that, and let's move forward, and let's walk in the gifts that God has given us. <laughs> That's awesome. So um, I was thinking, this is a really weird uh, picture that I had, but just go with me for a second. But I was thinking about when I was about 10 or 11 years old, and I had been asking my parents for a bike. Uh, and I, all my friends had bikes, and I lived in a very small town, Eastern Oregon, LaGrande. It's 12,000 people. And when you're in the 80s, you grow up in the 80s, you can ride your bikes around as kids and not tell your parents where you're going all day long, and you're totally good to go. Okay, that was amazing, and, uh, but I didn't have a bike. And so I was asking my parents for a bike. And uh, for my birthday, I got one. It was pink and purple, 10-speed. It had these little frilly things on it. It was amazing. I loved it. Uh, but I was thinking, if I had this bike and I just looked at it and thought, man, that's a really great bike, and then every day I'd look at it and then I'd put it in the garage and I'd lock it up and I'd, just, I'd never rode it, then what's the purpose of the bike? Why would, I even, why would they even get me a bike? Okay, and so yes, I did just compare the Holy Spirit to a bike, um, and that's totally okay, okay, that's totally okay, because I feel like we have done this to the Holy Spirit, where he is like, I have given you these amazing gifts, and we're like, yeah, that's great, and we just keep it locked up, we don't really open it up, you know, I talk about um, the, the Holy Spirit of being like, if you think about a toolbox, you're carrying a toolbox with you, and it's full of all these amazing tools and gifts, but it's not until you open up the toolbox and start using the tools, start using the gifts, that they're actually doing their purpose. So we are a lot of times like that. We're carrying the Holy Spirit. If you know Jesus, you have Holy Spirit with you, and you have all those gifts with you. 
but it is your responsibility to open up that toolbox and say, I want access to those gifts. I want to see you move through my life. And I am done with living in fear and living with these things that have hurt me. I'm done with it, and I want to start moving in the supernatural because I'm telling you again, that is what is going to impact the people around us. That is what is going to change this valley. If you were here, um, I, I, I think I actually shared this about a year ago, um, but we're going to talk about, for, and you, you can turn to 1 Corinthians 12. We're going to talk about what the gifts are because I want to, um, I feel like they've been given a bad rap, some of them, and, and we don't understand them, and so then we don't walk in them, and we don't really even look into them. What do they mean? What does this look like? And so I want to go through the gifts and talk about them so that we can have an understanding of what I'm actually talking about. When we want to access the gifts, all you have to do is say, I want to access that gift. All you have to do is say, I'm opening up this toolbox, Holy Spirit. I want this gift. Can I please have it? And you know what? We have a good father that's like, heck yeah, let's give this to you. I want to see this in your life as well. So in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7, starting in verse 7, it says this, But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Get that? It is given to each one for the profit of all. So it's saying every single one of us, it is given to us. For one, to one, it is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the same spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Okay, so that is, and, and you know, I'm going to go through these, and we're going to talk about them, but I'm telling you, if that, if, if you're like wanting to know more, dig into this scripture. If you're wanting to know more about what these gifts look like and start accessing them, start digging into the word and see what the Lord says about it. So there are three different types of gifts. One is the power gifts. That's the gifts of healing, working of miracles, and gifts of faith. So the gifts of healing is healings that God performs supernaturally by the Spirit. You may have a heart for seeing people healed that it doesn't come from just who you are. You know that there is something different in you. You've been accessing the Holy Spirit, and there is a burning in you that everywhere you look, you see that people need to be prayed for to be healed. That is the gift of healing. Sometimes you may be feeling like, I need to pray for that person, and your hands even start to get hot. I'm not sure if that's ever happened to you before, but it's happened to me, and it's incredible. And it's like, oh my goodness, I need to go pray for somebody. The gift of healing is flowing through me right now, and I need to pray for whoever that is that he's directing me to. So the gift of healing is for us to receive so that we would have a heart that he has for people to receive healing and to proclaim it and to declare that this is what he wants to do in your life. 
The working of miracles, it's a manifestation of power beyond the ordinary course of natural law. It is a divine enablement to do something that could not be done naturally. It's something that's happening through you that there's no way in your own ability you could do. I think that we should all want that. I mean, that's an exciting gift. We could look at something and go, there's no way I could possibly do that. There is no way. I need the working of miracles to be in my life so that I can accomplish this because it's going to be a miracle if it happens, right? The gifts of faith. This is not walking in faith. We need to be doing that. We need to be walking in faith. But this is something that comes and goes. It's a unique form of faith that goes beyond natural faith and saving faith. It supernaturally trusts and does not doubt with reference to specific matters involved. So we have been going through this huge transaction of the the property and buying the property downtown, right? And so there's been a lot of things that have been going on around this place. We are busy. We are thinking about things. We're, we're, you know, Andy has been giving me fact after fact after fact of things that have been happening. And he's like, I don't know, you know, and he's, I mean, he's not being negative, but he's just saying, these are the facts, Kim. And something in me has arose that I'm like, I don't care what the facts are. I know what God's going to do. And I have been proclaiming the miracles. The, I, have been, I have this faith in me that I did not conjure up myself. There's no way that I would, because I, I, I would be like, yep, I see the facts. Like, I'm a pretty factual person, right? But I have had a faith that has come over me that Andy is like, you know, like he's like, just tell me. Tell me what you think. And I'm like, we got to get our hopes up. We got to get our hopes up. God's doing a miracle in this. And it was like, when we saw it come into place, every single day for two weeks, I'm not kidding, We would hear a fact, and I'd be like, no, I don't think that's going to happen. And a little bit later that day, a miracle would take place. And I'm like, oh, look at that. Like, my faith was huge, but it was not me making it up. It wasn't me walking in faith. It was me being in, I was interacting with the Holy Spirit, and he gave me a gift of faith as we walked through it, because I think there was something important in that right? The guys, they were so like set on doing things the way that we needed to do them. And it was so good. And it was done really, really well. But I didn't have to be responsible for that. I got to be the one that said, let's get excited about it. Let's have our hopes up. Let's go. Like that's what God had me do in the process of all this. And it was incredible. And I'm still doing it. All right. The second set of gifts is vocal gifts. The first is gifts of tongues. It edifies the spirit man. In 1 Corinthians 14.4, it says, He who speaks in tongues edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. Gifts of tongues, it is the key to unlocking many more gifts. It's the renewing of the mind when we pray in the spirit, and it's allowing the spirit to pray over you and to pray over the situation that you are in. Many times you are going to be in situations where you don't know what you're going to pray. Like, what the heck am I going to pray? I don't even know. We get to rely on the Holy Spirit who knows what to pray, to pray through us. This is not weird, but for some reason, the church has made it weird. And it is the one thing that turns people off probably the most. And we've been told, well, if you don't have your gift of tongues, then you're not going to heaven. That's been said. That is weird. Okay, that is not right. This is a gift that you get to access. 
And he wants to pray through you and over you. And it is not a weird thing. Okay? So when we access, when we say, I want the gift of tongues, then he will begin to speak through you. And it's for you. It's not for anyone else. You get to just have that for yourself between you and him. I was nine years old when I, my dad was praying for the baptism of the Holy Spirit over me because I was curious about it. I had heard about it. And I was like, I want that. God, dad, what is that? And he started talking to me about it. He encouraged me. And so I was like, okay, I want it. And I didn't know about the, the gift of tongues. I just knew that there was lots of gifts, and I am a gifts person, so give them to me. Okay? So I was just like, give it to me, God. I want it. And I remember nothing held me back from being, speaking in tongues. It just happened. And I think a lot of times as adults, we struggle with that because our mind gets involved. Our thoughts, and we're like, we're going to look weird, or that's going to sound stupid, or is this me? I don't know. This is weird. And that is so not okay. That is the enemy, okay? He's trying to get you to not do this. I think we need to get back to when we we're kids and we don't worry about those things. We just do it. We're like, oh, this is a great gift. Thank you. I'm so excited. Now I get to use it. Right? There are many times where I have used my, my, my gift of tongues in ways that I didn't even know what God was going to do, but I knew he was going to show up, and he was praying through me, and he did something, and it was incredible. The next vocal gift is interpretation of tongues. Sometimes a word of tongues is given in corporate setting, and interpretation is to be given. A lot of times it's even before the tongue is given. There is always an interpretation given if a word is given corporately. That is the word of God. Every time there is a word, a word of tongue that gets brought before a corporate setting like this, there has to be an interpretation. And I have loved watching Garris walk in this because he is so good to say, thank you for this. I'm glad you have this word of tongue. Before you give it, who has the interpretation? Somebody carries it. How incredible is that? That the Holy Spirit will tell us what he's saying. He wants to speak it over. So I have seen that where they're like, oh, I have the interpretation. So this person gives the word in tongue. We don't understand it. It's totally uh, um, the Holy Spirit speaking. And then all of a sudden, this person has the interpretation and something happens corporately over us. That is an incredible gift. And that is something that we need to access. Who doesn't want to hear from the Holy Spirit? I want to hear from him. I want him to speak over us. The next is prophecy. It edifies the church. Again, 1 Corinthians 14, 4, anyone who speaks in tongue edifies themselves, but the one who prophesies edifies the church. A prophetic word builds up, encourages, and comforts those you are giving the word to. It's a confirmation to someone that you are giving a prophetic word to. It is an edifying revelation of the Spirit for the moment a sudden insight of the Spirit, prompting exhortation or comfort. Prophecy is always supposed to bring hope. Just because you pick up on something doesn't mean that you get to just say it. Okay? That is where we've been hurt. That is when we as humans got in the way. And then somebody got damaged, and now they don't want anything to do with Holy Spirit. A, a prophecy is always going to encourage you. It is always going to be so good that you're like, oh, God, you speak to me. You know me. And so if you're picking up on something else, don't say it. Just close your mouth. 
You know, he does not want you to say that. He may actually have you being praying for them, but you don't need to just tell them, well, I saw this, and so this must mean. Don't do that. That's a train wreck right there, okay? And that is not prophecy. It is not. It is not okay. Okay. Revelation gifts. Word of wisdom. Wisdom is directional. It's a word of wisdom is speaking to someone about a new direction that God is taking them. It's not something that you may know about that person. It's a supernatural wisdom that comes from the Holy Spirit. It is disclosing the mind, purpose, and way of God as applied to the specific situation. So this is amazing. We are in a valley of people that need to hear from God. You have no idea what you could say. If, if you say a sp- something that God is sharing with you to someone in this valley, it is going to change their whole life. But we have to ask for these gifts and say, I want a word of wisdom. And when we get a word of wisdom, it is directional. It's saying, I, this is what I'm hearing from the Lord. You may, I don't know how you hear from the Lord, but you get to, you know, like go and figure that out. Like we talked about a couple weeks ago, you may hear different than I hear. I see pictures. I remember praying for people the first time. I was here for like a month, and Verl had me standing right here on a Wednesday night praying for people. And I was scared out of my mind. I thought, you've got to be kidding. You don't even know me, Verl. And he was like, prophesy over people. Speak words of wisdom. And I'm like, okay. Holy Spirit, you have better show up because I don't know what I'm going to do here. And every single person that walked up to me, I put my hand on their shoulder and I saw a picture. If I was a painter, I could paint it. It was that vivid, okay? And some of those words were directional. It was a word of wisdom. I did not know anyone in this church except for Kate and Ryan and the Mahoney's. That was about it, okay? And so I was like, I don't even know you, but God is... I'm seeing this. Does this have anything to do with that? It was like opening up something for somebody. Like, if somebody has a directional word for me, I'm ready. You know, I have things that I need some direction in. And I want to hear from God. And a lot of times he will speak to me. But how awesome is it that he's going to speak to my brothers and sisters for me as well? That's encouraging. I want that gift. That's a great gift. The next is words of knowledge. Telling, something, or telling someone what happened to them in the past or the present, it's not a future gift. Supernatural revelation of information pertaining to the person or event given a specific purpose, usually having to do with the immediate need. All right. Word of knowledge. First of all, if you have not heard of Sean Bowles, just go look him up on YouTube or something because he walks in word of knowledge more than anyone I've ever seen or heard. It's incredible. We have a book called Translating God out at the Welcome Center. If you have not read it, go get it. It is an amazing book that he wrote about how do we um, walk in words of knowledge? How do we walk in the prophetic? It is such an easy read, and it's so encouraging because there's so many stories of things that God has done. But it will light a fire under you to go walk in words of knowledge and walk in the prophetic. It's incredible. But Sean Bowles is so in tune with Holy Spirit that he gives people, like, like Holy Spirit will give him specific dates, give him specific names, give him specific um, places. It's, it's crazy. And he'll get before crowds of people, and he will not know something about somebody. And all of a sudden, God has their number. 
And he's like, okay, I've got this. So I'll tell you a story of somebody that I know. He is, uh, he was down at Bethel, well, he lives down there, and he uh, was in a service, and Sean Bowles is like, he's standing up in front of everybody, and he's like, I got this really weird, weird word, and I, I'm just, and he took a step of faith, okay? And I think I've told this before, but he took this step of faith, and he was like, I have this Bootsy Bugs in my head. It just keeps going. Bootsy Bugs. What the heck? I don't, does that mean anything to anyone? It was a word of knowledge. My friend is, stands up. It's on video. I watched it. I was like bawling. He stands up. It's his nickname and his last name. Bootsy is his nickname. Bugs is his last name. God specifically knew his nickname. That is a word of knowledge. That is incredible because what it did in that moment was it connected my friend to the heart of God in that moment. And God had a prophetic word to speak into his life. And he knew that he was hearing from God because this guy, Sean, did not know his nickname. No one knew his nickname, right? It was incredible. That is a word of knowledge. I want to get words of knowledge. I've been praying for them, people. I really, really have. I want it. And someday, I'm going to, not someday, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. But we should be so excited about these gifts and say, God, you know, because when we're out in this valley, who knows what God's going to say, but why not try it? Like, ask God, do you have a word for this cashier? Maybe he does. You know, maybe he wants to say something and it's going to connect them immediately if you have a word of knowledge about them, because how would you know? There is a young girl in our church and she has been asking the Lord for gifts of, you know, the gifts. She wants them active in her life. She was part of the school that Tori did a couple weeks ago. And I mean, she was just like, I want this. And she went to school and she didn't know the situation with her friend, but she's like, hey, how's your aunt? And she's dealing with that thing, right? A sickness or whatever. And her friend looks at her and she's like, I have not told you that. How do you know that? And she was like, you didn't tell me? Like, she really thought that, that God told her, or that, that her friend told her. She's like, no, I have not said that. And she goes, that was Holy Spirit. He, he knows you, and he loves your aunt. We need to pray for your aunt. Like, there was a connection. You know, this stuff is not just for us, too. I was talking to one of my friends about them and just how they're walking with their kids through knowing the gifts of the Spirit and walking in them and getting words. And, like, we need to be encouraging our kids because that's what we're teaching we are teaching how to hear God in those classes. We are teaching um, a Sean Bowles curriculum that is, it's all about hearing God. And so when we hear that our kids have a word, let's get excited for them. Let's build them up and say, yes, that is so good. Let's teach them because I don't want them to be our age and not have ever experienced that. It is a big deal. It is a big deal. And that's not just on parents. That's on all of us. Okay, the next is discerning of spirits. The ability to discern the spirit world and to especially detect the true source of circumstances or motives of people. You can discern a human spirit, a demonic spirit, and you sense the presence of angels, which always points to Jesus. It is an understanding of what the Holy Spirit is doing in the room, all attention of what we see is on the Lord. So a lot of times, you, um, if you're asking for this gift to be revealed to you, you're going to sense what you're coming against. 
You're going to sense what's in the room, in the atmosphere. You're going to know what's happening. During first service, it was heavy in here. It was, I, I honestly, I was telling somebody, I was not really even able, I felt like I couldn't breathe. I was struggling so much. And I was like, what is going on? And I felt that there was a spirit of fear that was just sweeping through this room. And I was like, "Uh uh-uh, we are going to deal with it. And so as I began to pray, something was breaking. And then some people came to me afterwards and was like, that was totally me. I was totally fearful as you were talking. And I thought, man, God, you're so good to show us so that we can deal with it. He never wants us to be afraid to know what's happening around us. Demonic spirits have no power over us. He's just going to, the Holy Spirit will reveal them to us so that we can deal with them, so that we can tell them where they need to go, okay? So this is not a scary gift. This is actually really good for us to discern what is happening around us so that we can actually speak to what's going on. Walking in our inheritance, it is our choice. And it is an honor that the Holy Spirit gives to us as his kids. As we press into relationship with the Lord and as we press into um, to what he says about us, then nothing is going to hold us back. If we fully walk in this knowing that we are his kids, why would we hold back? We have nothing to be afraid of. We don't need to be insecure because we know what he says about us. But see, that's where a lot of times we're like, I'm afraid. I don't know if I want to step out. That's a little scary. I might look stupid. And, you know, that is something that we're going to have to press through. But it is okay if we don't get it right. It's okay if we don't get it right. I've shared this before, but when Tori was down at Bethel, um, they would give them treasure hunts. They would tell them to go on treasure hunts where they would say, you know, like, I'm going to pick, like, Holy Spirit, show me some things of people that I'm going to encounter today. And then they'd go and encounter these people. And they encouraged them to get it wrong 10 times before they got it right. They actually wanted the students to get it wrong. The reason is because it's not about them. It's not about them. It's all about, I'm going to be obedient, and this may be wrong, but at least I'm trying. I want to give a word to somebody because I feel like that's what God is doing. He's saying something to me. I'm going to step out. I'm going to do this. But see, the thing is, the enemy has held us back, and so we're like, you know what? The gifts are good for you because you, I've said this before, you are um, very um, outgoing. And I am just not outgoing, so I don't know if I want to use those gifts. Um, It's for those that are not outgoing and those that are. Okay? This is not just for the outgoing people. And we've got to get out of that mindset. We are set apart. We have the Holy Spirit. He chose us. We have relationship with him. And it is our responsibility as his kids to access these gifts and start moving in them. If one of us is not, then we are missing out. We all get to do this together. And the thing that I want to bring up is this. This needs to be a safe place for people to learn how to walk in the gifts of the Spirit. We cannot judge each other or get frustrated at each other. We need to teach each other. We need to walk with each other. And we need to be okay if they get it wrong. The enemy wants division in this house. He wants us to not even access the gifts as we're here. And that is not okay. I've had many people that have given me a word that is not a prophetic word at all. (laughs) 
that is not a prophetic word. That's very corrective. And maybe you see something in my life. And, I, you know, please don't say that to anybody ever again. And I do it a lot nicer because I think we need to be doing this through the gifts or the fruit of the Spirit needs to be active in our life in order to do these things. Okay? So if you don't know what the fruit of the Spirit is, we need to go after that next. Because if you're just doing this out of your own, you know, whatever, it's, it's going to fall. It's going to fall. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, all those. We need to be living that out in our life. And that's what they're going to see when we give them words. They're going to see his love, not judgment. They're going to see his peace because it's not a sharp word. It's just going to come and it's going to touch their heart. Those things need to be active in our life just as much as the gifts. And... If we can't be a safe place here, then where are we going to learn? It is okay to go up to somebody and say, you know what? I feel like something is on my heart for you, and I am just learning to do this. So please correct me if I'm wrong, but I have this word, and give it. And then the person that you're talking to, have a conversation about it. Encourage each other to keep doing it. I think if we don't see that person get healed and we just kind of give up, we're like, well, I guess I don't have the gift of healing. Um, that is a load of crap. <laughs> it is. Don't stop. Don't stop using the gifts. Don't stop asking for them to be active in your life. Don't stop opening up that toolbox every day and saying, what do you want to do today? This is exciting. This is not just like a chore that we have. This is like, we are accessing the Holy Spirit. And this is how we get to encounter this world. It is not going to change by our own doing. It is not going to change by me just being a good person that knows Jesus. I have to access him in order to encounter this world and let there be, and see change done in this world. There's a, a verse in, um, there's a passage of scripture in Matthew 25, uh, verses 14 through 30, and I'm not going to read it all, but it's talking about how um, there was a man who gave his servants five bags of silver, two bags of silver, and one guy with one. And the guy with the five bags, he brought back five more. He, he did what he needed to do with what his master had given him. And then the two he did what he needed to do, and he brought back two more. The guy that got the one bag of silver, he went and buried it, and he did nothing with it, and he didn't get anything back, and he brought it back to his, his, his uh, master and was like, here you go, and he's like, you could have at least put it in the bank and gotten interest. He did nothing with it, and I think a lot of times we look at the gifts of the Spirit and we're like hiding them. I do carry them. We all carry them. We all have access to them. But we got to unbury them and start using them. This is what he has given to us freely. And we need to, to do what he wants us to do with those things. It's not about us. It's about what he wants to do in people's lives around us. I need you to hear from the Lord. Because if I'm not hearing him correctly for me and you have a word, I'm good. Like, I want to hear it. I know you want to hear from the Lord. I know you want to experience miracles. I know you want to know that he knows your nickname. I know that that is what you want. 
So we have got to stop from this day forward hiding those gifts and start accessing them and living them in our life. All right? I think um, I just want to end on this one thing, and this is just something, this has nothing to really do with this message, but it's just something that's been stirring in me, and Ryan and I have been having a conversation lately, lately about it. And There are many people in this room that... Uh, You've, you've just come in in the last few months and maybe the last year or so, and God is um, he's drawing you to this place. And the one thing that we want you to know is that we gather around family, not around doctrine. We believe in doctrine. We have things that we stand on. Okay, like I said, we are a four-square church. We are a spirit-filled church. And there are a lot of things that we stand on. But we do not ever want you to feel like you don't get to be part of this family if you disagree with anything that is set up here. We want to have conversation with you. We want to know you. We want to talk. Maybe there was something that was said today that you're like, I don't even know what you're talking about. It might be the first time you've ever even heard a message like this. I am so good to talk to you about it. I don't ever want someone to feel like they can't talk to us or um, have a, a difference of opinion. We are good with that. Okay, we are family and we love you and we want you to have to be known in this place and to be embraced in this place. And we want to talk to you about why is it that you don't agree with that? What's going on? Let's have a conversation instead of there being any kind of division. I just feel like we need to hear that because I feel like where this house is going, the enemy is going to do his best to divide us. And I will not stand for it. So as a leader in this house, I am telling you, come and talk to us if there is anything that you have questions about, anything that you are struggling with. We are okay with it. And if you need to get a hold of any of us, our email is all the same except for it's our first name, at livingwatersmedford.org. Email us, any one of us. It's just our first name. Okay? And then we'll have conversation. We'll set up time to talk. But please, let's go out of this house together. Let's stand together. Let's move in the spirit together. Let's encourage each other. And let's see this valley changed. There is a specific reason why he is placing us in the center of this town. Okay? We are picking up in a few months and we are moving to the center of Medford. I am not sure what's going to happen, but I know it's big. And if we're not all together in this, then uh, we're not going to be able to do it. <laughs> I mean, seriously, we've got to do this together. If you guys want to stand, I'm going to pray. And ministry team, if you want to come forward. The ministry team is available for you today. If you have questions about what I preached about, if you are wanting to just open up the gifts in your life, if there's anything. If you want a prophetic word, they want to pray with you. They are here for it. I've, I've told them what we were doing, so they're ready to go. So just come forward. Please do not leave this place if you need a word from the Lord. Lord, we are so grateful for you and the relationship that we have with you. We're so grateful that you have sent your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the amazing, incredible gifts that we have access to as your kids. Lord, I pray that we would begin to, to dig into those, things, those gifts, so we would understand them and we would access them and we would start seeing them be active in our life. God, we have a heart for this valley. We want to see this valley changed. We want to see you made famous in this valley, Jesus. And we know that that is going to come from us walking in 
the supernatural that's going to come from us encountering you, Holy Spirit, and doing as you have called us to do with the gifts that you've given us. So I pray that if there's anything that would hold us back, that that would be identified right now in our spirit and that we would be able to deal with it and begin to step in to the gifts freely and experience all of you. Holy Spirit, you are incredible. And we are so, so grateful for the relationship that we have with you. I just bless every single person that is in this room today. Thank you so much for this spring weather, God. Help us to just enjoy this amazing day today. Thank you, God. Amen. Amen. All right, have a fabulous day.